Week nine NFL main slate. The NFL season flying by. I can't believe it's what already or basically halfway over, right? So we got a 10 game main slate, smallest main slate we've had so far because a lot more teams are on by. But yeah, guys, if you're new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. Again, we'll be talking about the week nine NFL main slate on DraftKings. Um, I also cover content for NBA DFS as well as Price Picks. They are the sponsor of this video. Price Picks is a player prop site. You can build two, three, four, up to five. Um, player props and can win up to 10 extra money. They have a lot of different sports. You can mix and match sports as well. So if you want to go a couple from NFL, a couple from NBA, you can definitely do that. Um, so if you're a first time user, make sure you use the code DKDFS. That will give you a 100% match up to $100. So that's a free $100 to play with on the site if you do use my code. And then if you guys are looking for more in-depth content, you can check out my page on a lot of different packages. That is also linked in the description. Okay, so we're going to go team by team uh, once again, and we'll start off with the Chargers and the Fal- and the Atlanta Falcons. So quarterback Justin Herbert, I think is a solid GBP play, 7.2K. Um, Atlanta, not super scared of them defensively. Herbert's been a bit up and down, so probably can't consider him in a cash game, but the ceiling definitely is there, and the Chargers are a team that like to play fast, like to air it out, so always, always uh, do like Herbert and GPPs. Austin Eckler is 8.8K. That's a lot, but I mean, it's warranted. He's just getting an insane amount of targets a game. He's averaging like almost double digit targets a game. So he's basically a running back and a wide receiver combined. And I do want to mention last game, not saying it's going to happen again, but last game you did see 55 of the 71 snaps, the most that Austin Eckler has played this year. So I think he's a good play in both formats if you can afford him. And wide receiver, there's some question marks. So we got big Mike Williams out. Keenan Allen came back, but only played limited snaps and didn't practice Monday. Um, Josh Palmer also uh, was out last game. So they could be really, really thin at wide receiver. Let's say the, uh, the top three guys are all out. Then we start looking to guys like Carter and Bandy and more for value. And like they would all be like really solid plays. Like last game with uh, the Chargers banged up a wide receiver, you did see DeAndre Carter come in and play 67 snaps. Michael Bandy played 42 snaps. Jason Moore played 18. So those are guys we can definitely look to for value, kind of depending on what happens to Keenan Allen and Josh Palmer. At tight end, Gerald Everett, kind of just indifferent on him. He's not going to play the entire game, but he will be utilized as their pass catcher. Played 40 of the 71 snaps. Moving on to Atlanta, Mariota, I mean, he does have some rushing upside. Uh, 61, 50, 31, and 43 yards on the ground. Like, he's playable because the price point. You're not going to love it, though. And again, Atlanta is a team that does not like to air the ball out. Running back, they're using like three guys here, but Algier is the guy that's getting a lot of the early down work. Uh, he played 40 of the 67 snaps. Huntley played 25. Avery Williams only saw a couple of snaps. A wide receiver, again, it is hard to trust any of these wide receivers. Alamade Sakias did play 54 of the 67 snaps. Drake London played 59. Uh, and then you saw Demir Bird play 34. If I had to pick one, it would be a Drake London, again, 4.9K. But like I said, they're rarely throwing the ball. Kyle Pitts finally had a good game, 4.5K uh, for the best ball bros. Uh, finally got there. Um, five catches, 80 yards, and a touchdown. Again, fine GBP play, but really hard to trust any of the Falcons guys uh, in like a cash game setting. Miami and Chicago. So the positive with Miami is they're just always a team that are great for stacking purposes because like you know where the ball is going when they throw the ball, right? Miami is like pretty similar to like Minnesota. So at two attack of the lowest, 6.7K, I think is a good GBP play. Can you consider him in a cash game? Sure. Um, but yeah, he's a guy that when when you throw when he's throwing the ball, it's going to Hill or it's going to Waddle most of the time. At running back, Mostair, Edmonds splitting the snaps with Mostair getting more of the early down work. Edmonds getting some some passing down work. Mostair definitely the guy you want to look to though if you're going to pick one of the backs. I don't think uh, I love either though. Definitely, I'm not really on Edmonds at 5K. 
Wide receiver, Hill and Waddle. I mean, the, the chalk Miami stack got there last slate, obviously. Um, I mean, Tyreek Hill has been smashing almost every slate. Jalen Waddle um, also putting up pretty consistent scores. He had a big game as well. Can't go wrong with either the Miami or wide receivers. And I'll mention Shorefield at 3-3 because his snaps have kind of ticked up a little bit of late. He played 40 of the 68 snaps. I think he's an okay punt play. And at tight end, Mike Jacecki, he's their pass catcher. Um, he's getting like four or five targets a game. Played 31 of the 68 snaps, so more of a GPP play. On the Chicago side, Justin Fields, I don't hate in a cash game because he's cheap. And again, he provides this rushing upside. Chicago kind of been letting him run the ball a bit more. 88, 82, 60 yards on the ground the last three games. And um, yeah, so Fields, I think, is, is playable in a cash game because of the price point. Running back, you're seeing a pretty even split with Montgomery and Herbert. And they said they're going to go with a hot hand approach. So a little bit tough to prioritize either. Wide receiver, outside of Darnell Mooney, I'm not going to try to get to anyone else on this main slate. But Mooney would be the one guy I think would be playable in a GPP. He's their clear wide receiver one. Cole Komet has been terrific this year. So not going to go there. Carolina and Cincinnati. P.J. Walker, I will pass on. So... Falcons uh, interim coach flat out lied about it being a running back by committee. It was Deonta Foreman was a bell cow back. He ran the ball 26 times for three touchdowns. So, I mean, if you're going to get that type of workload for Deonta Foreman, um, I think he's solid, but uh, this is a game that should be playing from high. So I don't think we can expect 26 carries from him. Blackshear and Brown played a little bit, but uh, I'm not really interested in them. Wide receiver, if DJ Moore is still on the team, yes, you can go to him. He... Caught that long touchdown for... It was just a slate where all the chalk went uh, off last uh, last time. But, but yeah, DJ Moore is the clear wide receiver one. So he's playable. And then Terrence Marshall, I actually think, is an okay value play. 3.9K. Four catches on nine targets. But uh, the positive here is the snaps here for Terrence Marshall. So he played 74 of the 80 snaps. If you're going to get a wide receiver playing that many snaps at this price point, I think it's fine. A wide receiver three is kind of split between Shai Smith and LaVisca Chenault. Don't think I want to get to either... Tight end, no thank you on Tremble or Ian Thomas. But Cincinnati side, we don't have snap counts out yet because the game just happened uh, tonight. But Burrow, always in play for tournaments. He had a bad game today, but, I mean, we've seen the type of ceiling that he possesses. And, again, when he throws the ball, you kind of know where it's going. Running back, Joe Mixon has not really looked great this year, but he's still getting a lot of volume. Wide receiver, if Chase is out, then, like, T. Higgins, Tyler Boarding to operate as the top two wide receivers. I think both would be pretty good options in the mid-range. If you needed a punt play, it would be Mike Thomas, who's wide receiver three. And then Hayden Hurst at 3-6 does feel a little bit too cheap, especially if Jamar Chase continues to be out. So kind of like Hurst there for value. Green Bay and Detroit. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, the price is very cheap. If you want to consider him in a tournament because of the matchup, I don't hate it. Running back, it's a split with Jones and Dylan, with Jones getting more of the passing down work, just a little bit more volume overall for Aaron Jones. And he is, you know, he's definitely the better of the two backs. Last game, you saw a 44 of the 66 snaps for Jones, 28 for A.J. Dillon. So Aaron Jones, I think, solid tournament option. Um, again, great matchup here. Uh, Dillon at 5-7 feels a little bit pricey. Wide receiver, so we'll keep an eye on this. Lazard missed last game. Uh, if he misses again, I mean, Romeo Dobbs and Watkins will operate as the top two wide receivers. Really, Dobbs would be the guy I would get to. Um, I played him in the captain on the last show on site. Worked out in a big, big way. So would like Dobbs a good amount. I mean, Watkins is cheap, but he is just dust. He really is dust at this point in his career. Um, but they don't have any other options if, if um, you know, Lazard and Watson are both out again. Watson also injured himself uh, and did not return last game. So keep an eye on that. Uh, maybe a guy like Toure could be playable at the Flatman price. At tight end, Tunyon is their pass catcher. He's playing a decent amount of snaps. What did he play last game? He played uh, 49 of the 66 snaps. So, um, yeah, he's like an okay option there. On the Detroit side, Jared Goff, 5-5. I mean, they should be playing from behind. That's the positive. So, I mean, they'll have to air it out. 
Running back, DeAndre Swift came back, and in his first game back, he saw 33 of the 61 snaps, so not great, but you would think those snaps would go up for Swift, so I think they kind of eased him back into it. Guy that is involved in the passing game. Definitely have some consideration for him for GPPs. Wide receiver, they played three guys the majority of the game. Detroit did. Amon Ross St. Brown played 57 snaps of the 60. Raymond played 54 of the 60, uh, 61, I should say. And then uh, Josh Reynolds played 48 of the 61. So St. Brown, definitely their top target. Uh, had seven catches on 10 targets last game. I do like him a good amount in the game that should be playing from behind. And then Reynolds and Raymond, I think, are fine values. You had six targets last game for Reynolds. Leave Raymond at 4K, had four targets. They're both decent options. At tight end, Hawkinson, 5K, does feel... A little bit pricey with Amon Ross St. Brown back. Raiders and Jags. So the Raiders got absolutely destroyed the last game by the Saints. Um, nothing really. Uh, no one really did anything for the Raiders. Derek Carr, 5-4. I mean, it's cheap, but I don't love it. Josh Jacobs is kind of their bell cow, but he got phased out last game just because they fell behind by so much. You did see Amir Abdullah play a bit more, but that was just because of game script. You can't expect the Raiders to be playing from like three touchdown underdogs every game. Wide receiver. I mean, they really didn't do anything. Devontae Adams, had one catch. Um, I think he's a nice bounce-back candidate here. Hollins, Renfro operating as the other two wide receivers. They're both decent values, I guess. But um, Adams is the guy I like for tournaments. And then at tight end, Darren Waller um, has missed the last couple games. If he's out again, you can look at a guy like Foster Moreau. who did have six catches on nine targets. Would be a viable punt play. On the Jacksonville side. So Jacksonville played in that early game. I did not watch that game. But um, Lawrence, 5-2. Probably not for me. I mean, it is cheap, but eh, eh. running back though, this is this is something uh, good to note. So Travis Etienne played a lot. He played fifty-seven and seventy-two snaps, which is Michael Hasty picking up sixteen snaps. If it's going to continue to be that type of workload for Etienne, I think he looks really, really good. Is involved in the pass game again. No more James Robinson, so I do like Etienne quite a bit uh, at that price. Wide receiver, we kind of know what's happening for Jacksonville. Uh, three guys playing majority of the game. Kirk played 56 of the 72 snaps. Marvin Jones played 39 of the 72. And then Zay Jones played 71 of the 72. So just, you know, factoring uh, uh, snap counts, Zay Jones would probably be my favorite. He's also the cheapest. But Kirk, probably the guy with the highest ceiling. He's had the biggest game so far. Um, and then Marvin Jones Jr. will probably pass on. At tight end, I do like Evan Ingram at 3.3K. The reason is the snaps are ticking up even more on him. He played 67 of the 72 snaps. He is basically playing the entire game right now. 10, 6, 7, 6 targets. Yeah, I like some Evan Ingram. Colts and Patriots. So Sam Ellinger, um, I mean, he was fine. 17 of 23, only ran the ball uh, 6 times for 15 yards. I still think he's a decent punt play. I don't love the matchup, but guy that does have some rush, rushing upside, he's fine. JT, 7.7K, has been very, very disappointing this year, but he's a guy that the Colts should want to uh, give a lot of touches to. Wide receiver. So last game, you did see uh, Pittman play 55 of the 58 snaps, Paris Campbell 46 of the 58, and then Pierce 33. All of them, I would say, are just tournament plays with Ellinger playing quarterback um, and it being kind of an ugly matchup here against the Patriots. I'll pass on the tight ends as well. Moving on to the Patriots side, Mac Jones, eh, eh, I think we can do better. Running back, Stevenson and Damian Harris was a split. Um, you saw 48 of the 77 snaps for Stevenson, 32 for Harris. Now, Stevenson's definitely the running back that has the higher ceiling because of the target share, right? Five, uh, eight, eight targets over the last three games. Or Damon Harris more the bruising back, not really as involved in the passing game. So I don't mind Stevenson there at 6.2K, but he is not a bell cow back anymore with Damon Harris back in the mix. Wide receiver, I like Jacoby Myers. I think he's a very underrated player in the NFL. I think he's a really, really talented wide receiver. Um, 
He's their clear go-to guy. He's playing a majority of the game. He played 63 of the 77 snaps. I kind of like him here at that price. Uh, Devontae Parker got banged up, and with him getting banged up, you did see uh, Thornton play 60 of the 77 snaps, and then Kendrick Bourne played 54 of the 77. They would both be okay punt plays if there's no Parker again. Tight end, probably pass on both the tight ends, but um, yeah, 49 snaps for each of the 77. Mm, Nothing I love there. Buffalo and New York. So, I mean, you literally can't go wrong with Buffalo stack ever. I don't care who they're playing. It's basically like Buffalo and Kansas City. It doesn't matter the matchup. It's the reason why I was so high in the Kansas City stack against San Francisco. Because people were telling me, oh, San Francisco's defense. You can't play Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I played Pat Mahomes with Juju and Kelsey. And they all smashed. And Juju and Kelsey both had a touchdown call back. So it doesn't matter the matchup. I don't care. I love Buffalo and Kansas City every time. Um, they're on the slate, and this is no different. So Josh Allen, 8-5, one of the best plays in both formats. Rushing upside, massive ceiling, massive floor. Love Josh Allen. I think Devin Singletary at 5-7 feels a bit too cheap. He is still getting almost bell cow work here. 44 of the 59 snaps. Um, You did see a couple uh, drives there for James Cook, but Singletary is involved in the passing game. Not super expensive. I like him in both formats. Wide receiver, Steph Diggs, one of the best bend-ups in the slate. Um, He looks great. Gabe Davis, a little bit riskier, but still playing a ton of the game. And then McKenzie playing in the slot at 4-9 is fine. Uh, but, you know, the top two wide receivers mainly where I'm looking. Then Dawson Knox finally got in the end zone. Um, he's, like, viable because he's part of the Bills offense, but um, I don't, like, feel great about it. Moving on to the Jets. Zach Wilson, I will pass on running back. So last game, the snaps were this. Michael Carter played at 33 snaps. Uh, Ty Johnson played 19. James Robinson only played 13. That was Robinson's first game with the Jets. You could see Robinson eat more into Michael Carter's workload. So, I mean, I guess if I had to play back, it probably would be Carter. But I don't really feel good about any of the backs, especially with Robinson snaps most likely going up. Wide receiver. So, Corey Davis has missed last couple games. You didn't see much work for Elijah Moore. The top two wide receivers for the Jets were actually um, Garrett Wilson played 52 of the 59 snaps. And then you saw... um, Denzel Mims was wide receiver two, playing 44 of the 59. Braxton Barrios played 30 of the 59. Elijah Moore only played 10. Jeff Smith only 13. So hard to trust any of these wide receivers. I guess Garrett Wilson would probably be the guy I feel the best about at 4.8K. If you needed a punt play, I mean, if Denzel Mims is going to play that amount of snaps again in a game that should be playing from behind, I think he's viable at 3-1. I actually think he's like a decent wide receiver, a guy that I did play in the preseason a couple times. Won me a lot of money, and I think it was the last preseason slate where he went absolutely crazy. But, um, yeah, I mean, I do have some interest in him if he's going to be the wide receiver two here. Tight end, Conklin had a really, really good game. Had two touchdowns, six touchdowns, ten targets. He's been up and down. He started the year really hot, been really cold, and then won for two touchdowns last game. Um, It feels a little bit like a chase. I mean, he played 44 of the 59 snaps. Uzoma was still involved, though, and played 37 of the 59. I mean, I guess Conklin's fine, but don't expect that type of performance again from him. Minnesota and Washington. So Minnesota's another team I always really like stacking because same thing I said about Miami. When they when they pass the ball, you know where it's going. So Kirk Cousins in, in uh, GBPs, I like him at 6.2K. I think he's a good play. Running back, Dalvin Cook, he's playing about 70% of the snaps. I don't mind him. He is involved in the passing game. Wide receiver, I mean, I like Jefferson and Thielen, right? Jefferson's their clear wide receiver one. Always a good GBP play. Adam Thielen, assuming he plays... Uh, knee, let's see, knee, da, 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 is okay, yeah, so should be fine, um, he's the wide receiver too, he's getting a healthy amount of targets, I think he's a pretty safe play at the price point, if you need a cheap option, you can look to Osborne, but he's very clearly their third option, at tight end, Irv Smith to get banged up, he's expected to miss, 
sometime. So probably won't play for this game. So insert uh, Johnny Munt uh, into uh, you know a guy that you can punt tight end with. He should be operating as the tight end one. Um, not really like an amazing pass catcher, but 2.8K does make him a play. On the Washington side, Taylor Heineke, 5-4. I mean, he's looked decent so far. He has playable in a tournament. Running back, I'm probably going to stay away from it. Robinson, Gibson, McKissick, three-headed monster. I mean, to be honest, Gibson's probably their best back. I mean, 22 snaps for Gibson, 15 for Robinson, 22 for, for McKissick. That's just an absolutely disgusting three-headed monster. A wide receiver, um, you did see Terry McLaurin play 58 at 61 snaps. Curtis Samuel, 45. Cam Sims is the wide receiver three. He played 49 snaps. Um, McLaurin's the guy with the highest ceiling. Samuel's kind of cool off after a really hot start, but he's still getting a decent amount of targets. And then Cam Sims, if both Dotson and De'Ami Brown are out, you could consider him at the flat man price. At tight end, Logan Thomas, he's 2.9K. In his first game back, he only played 34 of the 61 snaps. Expect those snaps to go up a little bit. He didn't have a target, but I don't mind going to him, trying to buy low at that price. Seattle and Arizona. So this is definitely a game I could see stacking didn't really work out the last time because what these teams played a couple weeks ago and it was pretty disappointing but you would think more uh more points gonna be scored in this one let's see what are the vegas odds yeah it's a 50 over under so vegas is expecting it to be a high scoring game and seattle is another one of those teams where i like stacking because when they throw most of the time you know where it's going so geno smith relatively cheap i think he's a good play in both formats and walker is 6.2k so looking at the snaps last week for seattle he played 49 of the 64 snaps. He's still getting, you know, majority of the touches. Travis Homer was the uh, RB2, getting 14 snaps, and mainly out there for passing down situations. Lockett played 44 of the 64 snaps. A DK Metcalf played 40 of the 64, but expect those snaps to go up a little bit. They were both banged up last game, so um, I would think they play a bit more. Goodwin played 25 snaps, and then they ran a lot of two tight end sets with Disley and Fant. But, yeah, the top two wide receivers in Metcalf and Lockett, I think, are both solid options in a good matchup. Um, so I like them both. Again, I do expect those snaps to go up back to close to, you know, 100% for both of them. At tight end, as I mentioned, Disley and Fant played a lot last game. They played uh, 50 of the 64 for Disley, 46 of the 64 for Noah Fant. Um, Noah Fant, but neither are going to be priorities for me. Arizona, Tyler Murray, fine GBP play. Does have a little bit of rushing upside. Um, so, And I like the matchup for him as well. At running back, we'll keep on James Conner news. Could be back for this game. If not, it'll probably be a split between Benjamin and Darrell Williams. Darrell Williams was active, but it was his first game back, so he didn't play a ton. So we'll keep an eye on that one. At wide receiver, I mean, I like DeAndre Hopkins. He basically played the entire game, 14 and 13 targets for D-Hop over the, his first two games. 78, yeah, he literally played 100% of the snaps. Randall Moore played 77 of the 78. And then you saw, uh, actually, A.J. Green was wide receiver 3, playing 37. Robbie Anderson only played 7 snaps. Dorch only played 20. So... D-Hop and Ronda Moore, very clearly the top two guys. Um, Moore had a bounce back in a big way, seven catches for a nine, uh, eight targets, 92 yards, and a touchdown. So I like both the main uh, Arizona wide receivers a good amount. Don't know if I'm going to mess with the group of like Green, Dorch, Robbie Anderson. And Zach Ertz I like too. Um, he played a majority of the game. Now, he had, his ceiling's gone down a little bit last couple games with DeAndre Hopkins there, but 69 to 78 snaps and running a ton of routes. I still also mentioned him at 5-1. Finally, the Rams and the Bucks. So for the Rams, Stafford is 5'6". I guess he's okay. Running back, this is just a headache. I mean, it was a three-headed monster last game. Ronnie Rivers actually got the start. You had Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown all get touches. You also might have rookie Curran Williams be back for this game. So, I mean, it's just an absolute mess. I guess like if, if Curran Williams is active, 
for this game. He would probably be the guy that I would take a shot on if I had to pick one of the backs. Wide receiver, Cooper Cup did get a little bit banged up, but um, he expects Cup to play. I mean, you can't go wrong with Cooper Cup. Just a guy that's going to get close to double digit targets every single game. Super high floor and high ceiling. Allen Robinson's 5K. He's also playing majority of the game. Uh, he's fine. And then Van Jefferson, uh, they kind of took it easy on his snaps first game back. He played 31 of the 58 snaps. Did not record a catch, but is only 3.5K. So he's playable for salary relief. Tyler Higby got a bit banged up, but did return. Only had two catches. Again, his last couple games have been bad. But the price has come down to a point where I do kind of like Higby because he's still going to play a majority of the game. And now the price point looks good. Finally, Tampa Bay. Brady. 6K, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. fine. Running back, uh, Leonard Fournette, Rashad White. Those are the top two backs. Last game, 49 to 68 snaps for Fournette, 18 to 68 for Rashad White. So Fournette, at this price point, I think is a decent option. He is involved in the passing game, but he's not a true, true bell cow like he was early in the season. Wide receiver, we kind of know what's happening for Tampa Bay, at least with the top two guys. Godwin, 61 to 68 snaps. Mike Evans played 64 of the 68. Wide receiver, three was Julio Jones, who played 39 of the 68 snaps. And then... You saw Perriman play five snaps. Scotty Miller played 20. So Scotty Miller was technically wide receiver four last game. Um, but Russell Gage, I think, could be back. Okay, I guess he could be back for this game. So if he's back, that would just make Julio Jones riskier. But yeah, it's really just Mike Evans and Godwin that I like. I think both are solid options. Godwin being more of your cash game play. Evans more of your tournament play. At tight end, keep it on camp. Break news. If he's out, we can look to Kate Otten, who did have a touchdown call back, was a bit disappointing. But, I mean, he's getting a lot of work. He played 62 of the 68 snaps, ran around on a lot of those snaps. So, I do kind of like him for value if there's no camp break. But, yeah, guys, so that's going to wrap it up for the Week 9 main slate. Um, if you guys did enjoy this, make sure to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. And I'll see you guys all in the next video.